Good day. Welcome to episode 20 of Logger, Linux, or GNU Linux and Games Entertainment Radio. I'm your host, Dan, and today it's just going to be me. Now, I know I've received several emails and uh, postings requesting that we continue to have Paige, Avery, and Aaron on to get a more well-rounded review of, of games, and rest assured that they, they will they will be on. They will be on in the future. No plans to prevent them from not coming on. Just need to uh, get them in front of the computer playing some games. Which is going to be a little difficult as the weather gets nicer and nicer, but I'm, I'm sure we can squeeze it in. So never fear. They will be back. Uh, in addition, um, please feel free to send your comments, questions, uh, criticisms to logger l-a-g-e-r at the linuxlink.net and uh, if you want to give reviews or recommend a game that we should look at please feel free to do that we do both open and free software games as well as commercial and proprietary games so uh, don't hesitate to just throw something out there to us uh, I look forward to uh, playing every game that, that uh, I get my mitts on and uh, enjoying the entertainment aspect and in addition um, if there's other things aside from games video players, uh, media players or something that you, you want to throw out there, you know, just let us know or you have any questions, drop us a line. So without further ado, let's get on to the two games that I have for you today. This is in the uh, fantasy genre for this episode, and I'm going to talk about two games, Adontel and Eternal Lands. Now, these are two fairly different games, um, but they share a fantasy genre. Uh, I'm going to start with a don't tell. A don't tell, it's spelled A-D-O-N-T-H-E-L-L, but according to the fact, you can pronounce it any way you want, but some of the recommended suggestions are uh, a don't tell, and the H is silent in there. Uh, a don't tell is a... Is a uh, or what aims to be a completely free, as in under the GPL, fantasy role-playing game and it's under a lot of development and it's been under development for quite some time now the latest version I believe is 0.33 which is Waste Edge and it's finally some content that's playable uh, I don't tell uses Python and SDL and they have binaries for Linux, the BSDs, BEOS, Mac OS, Solaris and Windows and more than likely you can possibly find it in your uh, repository if I'm not mistaken let me double check this uh, do a quick aptitude search and I think you should be able to find it in the uh, Ubuntu repository and yes right there it is it is a quoted as a 2d graphical role-playing game um, it's it reminds me a little bit of the old Ultima series of games, but right now, essentially what Wasteads is, is a, a short adventure, take you about roughly an hour to get through. There's no combat system yet in the game, so it's merely interacting with the NPCs in the game, and the goal here is to solve a murder mystery. Uh, somebody was murdered, and in order to get into town... You kind of have to finagle your way or talk your way into town and then offer your services to solve the mystery so that uh, you can complete the quest. The graphics are, are standard, uh, old-school 2D graphics. They are not top-down, like I said, but they're kind of more of a, uh, a uh, 
an angle view that uh, it's it's almost like a 2D representation of 3D. Ah, what the heck do they call that? Anyway, you probably understand what I'm talking about. That style of uh, 3D, like Zaxxon type style there, but it's it's at a at an angle and. It's pretty cool. I mean, you don't just walk around talking. You can manipulate objects and, and find stuff. But the general gist of it is to solve a murder mystery. And it provides a good hour of entertaining story. Um, overall, I'd probably give it a a 3.5 out of 5 penguins. Uh, again, it's it's... It's not complete. They're always in the process of, of really developing this this role-playing system, so keep an eye on it. Oh, as a matter of fact, where can you find it? I'll tell you where you can find it. You can find it over at adonttell.linuxgames.com. I believe that's it. Now I just lost my where I had it up like an idiot. So let me verify that one second. I was correct. So remember, that's adonttell, A-D-O-N-T-H-E-L-L, dot linuxgames.com. The H is silent when you pronounce it. Of course, the link will be in the show notes, and check it out. Now, the other game that has been consuming way, way, way too much of my time these past couple of weeks, because I've been back on the uh, MMORPG kick, is Eternal Lands. Now, Eternal Lands is a fantasy set, massively multiplayer online role-playing game, uh, akin to something like World of Warcraft or Plane Shift, although not as, what should I say, World of Warcraft has is, is this huge extravaganza of gameplay. Eternal Lands is a little more low-key, but still a fun and exciting game, and uh, has a lot of parallels to World of Warcraft, and yet some things... You know, significantly different. Uh, first off, with the graphics, you're going to see the graphics are really good, but they're not, you know, as spectacular and amazing as World of Warcraft, and, and that does not in any way detract from the gameplay because the Eternal Lancer is a lot, I think, a lot more that you can do in Eternal Lancer in, in general than in World of Warcraft. Now, Eternal Lands you can find at et eternal lands.com. And it is a free, online, sources available, role-playing game, massively MMORPG, and it's available for Linux, Windows, OS X. It's in the Ubuntu repositories along with, along with the music and sound files. Those are optional if you don't want to use them. It requires SDL, of course, and uh, it's written in C and also needs an OpenGL uh, display a uh, driver, an adapter, a card that supports it. They recommend at least 32 megs of a memory on the card. So it's not, you know, most systems from a Pentium 3 on would probably be able to run this without a problem. It doesn't require a heck of a lot of processing power or system requirements. In fact, you can uh, toggle things on and off. So uh, uh, if you have a low-end system and want to run it on here. Anyway, Eternal Lands, you start off... Uh, you fire up the thing, you choose your server that you want to log into. Now, there's there's four servers. There's the uh, the new player redirect, which I'm not exactly sure what that does, but it seems to just redirect to main. Well, you probably want to start off on main. That's the best one you want to go with. There's the PK 
server, which is player kill. So, you know, the whole game you can players can fight each other in addition to the monsters and everything in the game. And there's also the test server, which is where they do all their testing. I would recommend, again, play on the main server. Once you get into the main server, it'll ask you to either log in or create a character. Now, once you create a character, in addition to that, you're creating a login account. So you, you create a character, you choose the name, you choose your password, and then you you customize your character. There are f- six races that you can choose right now. Three are free, three that you actually have to pay for. Um, again, this is a free MMORPG, but they do have some pay content, like characters, and later on they said talk about items and stuff. But you do not need to pay a dime for this. I do recommend if you like it, you donate, because we want to keep this development up. It is a great game. Um, the three character classes that are free are humans, elves, and gnomes. Humans, elves, and gnomes. So, uh... I'm sorry, humans, elves, and dwarves are the three free playable characters. The, uh, pay characters are the Dragoni, the Orcans, and the Gnomes. Now, Dragoni are dragon-human hybrids. Orcans are Orcs, uh, and Gnomes are little Gnomes. Gnomes, I'm so used to saying Gnome because of the Gnome desktop interface, but uh, it's Gnomes. Now, I have not been able to get confirmation through the reading the online information and the help files whether or not there really is any significant differences or bonuses or penalties you get for playing any of these characters uh, I have not seen it I've been playing an elf so I don't know 100% anyway to check it out choose one of the free ones and then later if you want to come back and, and play as a, a pay character you can by all means do it alright so after you've done that, you get to choose the character's clothing, hairstyle, skin color, uh, what's on their feet, and boom, you're into the game. You start off on Isle Prima, which is kind of like the newbie area. It is a small island, and on that island is the uh, the the wraith and the the skill wraith and the uh, tutorial NPC. You're going to start out with what are called a couple of pick points. I think it's three by default. What pick points are are points that are points that you get to put into your statistics. Um, let me fire the game up. I thought I had it fired up, actually. Let me pull up my character on the game so I can. Uh, and I hope I, you know, I, I can't play. I got to just do instructional and talk about it. I can't play because the game just sucks you right in. But there are, I believe, six stats that you get into the game. And when I fire this up, you're going to be able to hear probably some of the music going on in the background. It's enjoyable. It's not overpowering. Um, I don't find it yet to be too repetitive because it's just subtle and in the background. Um, You can hear some of it going on there right now. Different areas have different music, which is nice. But anyway, you have uh, basic attributes. There are six of them. Physique, coordination, reasoning, will, instinct, and vitality. And in addition to that, you have what are called nexuses. Uh, or nexi. I don't I guess nexus. You can have a nexus. Uh, you have six of those. Human, animal, vegetal, inorganic, artificial, and magic. Now, you put your, your uh, pick points into either... 
uh, attributes, nexuses, or you can get some uh, additional bonus stuff, which probably wait till higher level. I'm not going to talk about those, but you'll see it when you go to the uh, the wraith, which they actually call uh, music. It's just called the wraith. When you when you get in there, you can find this information out. As soon as you start out by hitting the tab button to bring up the map, you're going to be on Isla Prima. And you will see a star for the Wraith and a star for the tutorial NPC. And you can go right away and exchange your pick points. Or you might want to hold off and just go through the tutorial first. Anyway, as for the stats, um, there are what, co- what is called cross attributes. Now, there are uh, there's might, matter, toughness, charm, reaction, perception, rationality, dexterity, and earth, ethereality. And those all impact upon acquiring and your ability, acquiring skills, using skills, and other things in the game. Skills include attack, defense, harvest, alchemy, magic, potion, summoning, manufacturing, crafting, engineering, tailoring, uh, ranging, and then you have an overall skill, which is essentially your level. Now, what you want to do is, as you add, like, for instance, if you put a pick point into physique, not a, you, you level up physique, it's also going to level up the uh, cross attributes, I think, of might, matter, and toughness. And those attributes affect you know your skills in like attack and defense. If you want to put it into something like, uh, let's see, uh, coordination, that would probably level up your uh, reaction, I think your perception and dexterity and then those in turn pretty much affect attack defense and some of your other skills like probably well I don't know I'd have to look up but you know your attributes enhance your ability to do certain skills and increase it'll lower research time if you have a lot of reasoning and and uh, it'll uh, increase your attack capability if you have a lot of physique and coordination um, it'll increase your alchem- alchemical and magical capabilities if you have you know different reasoning and will and and combinations and then in addition to that you have your nexuses which are human animal vegetal inorganic artificial and magic you acquire nexus points and allows you to do different things like the human one allows you to wear different types of armor and use different types of weapons animal one comes into play with uh, summoning and you can uh, summon different types of animals Um, vegetal is allowing you to doing harvesting and and different types of stuff with veg vegetables as you find. Inorganic is again with like mining and harvesting inorganic stuff like ore and crystals and stuff like that. So as you're playing the basic level of the game, before you can start like mining crystals, you'll probably have to get an inorganic nexus of one. But then later on, like say you want to harvest honeycomb from a a beehive. Well, you're going to need an organic level two before you can do that, and leather gloves. And there's a whole complex system of of uh, skills and how they all work together in order to do different things. Uh, and and if when you start off the game, you sit down. What I recommend doing is clicking on the help button down there on the help button. It gives you all the information you're going to need right there. Starting off with the help, read the newbie fact. The general fact and the skills fact are short. They give you a good overview of all this crap that you need to know in order to start really playing the game. Um, and then 
go to the tutorial NPC. Talk to the tutorial NPC and do the three tutorials that he offers. You have a... Uh, the first tutorial talks about the map and shows you the inns, and you actually get to go to the main continent, which is called, right now, Ceridia, the lands of Ceridia. There's two continents. I think the other one is Aurelium. But you're going to spend most of your time right now in the beginning of the game, or I haven't even seen the other continent or know how to get there. But you're going to want to, you're going to stick with Ceridia. So you're going to take the boat to the isle, island of Ceridia, the continent of Ceridia, and you're going to enter Whitestone. And you're going to have to find all the, um, the inns and go to each one of the inns that he talks about in the tutorial. Now they're easy to find because when you bring up the map, they have a legend on there and they, they have, uh, a legend, and they'll show you where the booksellers are, the taverns are, the magic shops, general stores, teleportals, blacksmiths, flower shops, temples, and storage. You know, what's nice about this is you have a limited number of items that you can carry, and your carrying capacity increases with your physique, of course, but you don't have to, you know, you're not restricted to what you can carry. You can go to a storage location and you have a storage box and just dump your stuff in there. That more, wherever you go in the uh, in the map, when you hit a, a storage area, you have access to all your stuff, which is nice. So the first the first quest tutorial quest is to go to the ends. The second one is harvesting. Okay, it talks about harvesting. I think at least five different kinds of flowers on the island. So you, you harvest those, and there's a ton of, of flowers and, and plants to harvest. Uh, in the beginning of the game, harvesting plants is going to be really beneficial for getting gold. And what I have found, the best basic low-level uh, harvesting to gold value is lil lilacs. You get a point forty-two get 42% of a gold piece per lilac. So you, you harvest those and you take them to the flower shop. And the only one that I know of, uh, one of the only flower shops, the easiest one to get to is the one in the, not the Desert Pines, it is the Dwarven City, the Valley of the Dwarves in uh, Mind Mindadar. There is a flower shop in there, and there's a lot of flowers in that area that you can harvest. But uh, starting to get a little ahead of myself, so you, you do the flower harvesting tutorial, and then you have the combat tutorial. And you essentially have to kill, I think it is, ten rabbits and ten beavers. And when you kill an animal, you uh, it drops a little bag. You go over to the bag. Everything in combat that you kill drops a bag. You go over to the bag and you open it up. And if it's a rabbit, you're going to see rabbit fur, rabbit meat, and rabbit bone. And if it's a beaver, you'll see the same thing. Now, if it's a rat, you'll see a rabbit bone, a rat bone, rat tail, and rat meat. And some other things like a fox will only drop a fox bone and a fox fur. Now, in the beginning of the game, you're going to want to just you can get, collect a bone, get one of the bones. You could use a bone as a weapon, um, actually. Uh, so you use a bone, just keep one bone, and then just collect the ten furs and the ten meat. And then once you're done, you go over to the tutorial NPC, and he'll give you a, a sword, uh, a armor, and a helmet, a helm to begin with. He also gives you a shield at one point for one of the quests. Uh, anyway, once you have all that, go sell your fur in the inn like he tells you to do, and then you're, you're on your own from there on out. Now, 
To get some more information about the game, here's a little couple of little clues here. Tips. When you go to the inn on the Isle, Pri- Isle of Prima, okay, there at the inn in there, right outside the inn, you'll see a guy standing there. If you click on him, uh, he'll, he'll tell you his name, and you can get a quest from him. And the quest is for you to uh, learn about the island and then discover your history. Okay, and he will tell you a part of the quest, and he'll say, well, now you have to go see this person in this location. And uh, what you want to do, and probably the easiest, most beneficial thing with these quests, you have two things with helping keeping track of quests. One is, ooh, that's getting loud. If you can hear that music in the background, let me turn it down a little bit. One is your quest log which is down at the bottom on the HUD. You click on that. Uh, if Your stats, actually in your stats, you have a quest log, and it'll keep track of all the quests that's, uh, that you've talked about. You can scroll backwards and see stuff. Also, what I recommend doing is making use of the notepad, which is the third icon in from the left, right, sorry, third icon towards the left from going from the right. You have the, f- the first one on the right, is view options. Second one is view URL window. Third is open your notepad, and uh, just keep track of of what you need to do. Like for instance, let's see what's in mine right now. Uh, my quest that I'm working on right now is to find Fortran. So uh, right now the thing I have to do is check out the gypsy tent in the marsh, which is my next part of the quest that I have to go through. Um, once I do that, and when just keep track of the in the notes. This would be very handy. Once you get the information from him, you can start exploring the world uh, around you. Now, if you uh, hit tab and you click on, you, you'll be brought up to the Isle Prima where you probably are. If you click on the map in the upper left-hand corner, you'll see the full map on the screen. And if you look around on here, or even if you're in Isla Prima, you'll notice that there's a blue X on the map, and that's where you're located. So if you go up one level to the main map, and uh, you look around, you will still see that Isle Prima is the lower right-hand corner. You will see a blue X in there as to where you are on the map, and uh, you could just click that section and to go back section on the map to go back to the Isle Prima um, full map, or you can and then you can click the uh, the main map in the upper left-hand corner to bring up the full continent. You can you could then delve deeper into any one of these sections. They're all blocked off. Uh, each map is a different size. The main one in the center is Whitestone, of course. And uh, again, remember, once you're in a, a, a section of the map that you don't actually, uh, you're not actually in itself, um, the way to get back to where you are is to click on the main map and then click on the section of the main map where your blue X is. Now, when you're in the map, what you can do is the map section where your blue X is, is you can select anywhere on the map and left click to create a red X and your character will go to that point of the map instead of having to um, move your character around the screen. I strongly recommend with moving the character that it you use a mouse because I have I play this on my System 76 laptop. It is very difficult I find to control everything using a touchpad. 
uh, especially when you only have two buttons, because uh, your your left button is your action button. Your right button cycles through the different actions that you can do. Like, for instance, you can look, you can use, you can use with, you can trade, you can attack. So you can cycle through all those with the right button. And then the middle button allows you to change your camera view and angle. You can rotate your camera around, uh, change the degree of how you're looking at the screen and all sorts of stuff, but strongly recommend you use a mouse with this because a touchpad can be difficult. You can use keys to move around, um, uh, but they're a little, they're a whole lot slower than using a mouse, and that becomes that comes into a problem, which is one of one of the difficulty difficult things I have with the game is when you go to attack something. When you're at the lower levels, you know, you're probably going to start off fighting rabbits, beavers, and rats. And those rabbits, man, you've got to collect a bunch of, of their furs so you can do some tailoring, which I'll talk about in a minute, or manufacturing. But those rabbits, man, they hop around the screen, and you've got to get up pretty close to them and click on, click on them with your sword to, to attack them. And it, you, you have to hit them uh, with the sword because, or else they'll just hop away. If they're too far away, it'll say you need to get closer. And that can be a pain in the ass sometimes to click on them. You can zoom in and out, but the closer you zoom in, which makes it easier to hit them, the closer you have to be to to the rabbit or else it's off your screen. So they, they tend to hop around a lot and the little pixies and stuff run like mothers. So, you know, you gotta just, you gotta wait till they stop a lot of the times and run up on them and attack them. Um, so, couple other tips about this game. Like I said, an easy way, what, what I strongly recommend right off the bat, kill a bunch of stuff, uh, rabbits, especially kill some rabbits go over to whitestone if you go over in whitestone up in the map in the upper right hand corner of the map towards the el el Lavro mountains like right before you get into that area before you get to the forest to fall you'll there's a greater likelihood of finding white rabbits there now the white hairs i'll say be careful because down in in uh the grubana Grubana Peninsula, um, near Omlinor, you will find white rabbits there, not white hair, or, yeah, white white rabbits, I think they're called, or white hares. Those are the uh, Monty Python ones that they will ultimately destroy you, no matter what. It's not like going to fight a little white rabbit, because I was over there going to get a book, and I'm like, holy crap, white rabbits, I need the white rabbit for, I'll just, you know, I went over and I hit one, and the next thing I knew, I was dead. So be careful about that, and we'll talk about death in a second, and how that's handled in this game. But anyway, uh, up in that area, in Whitestone, near the Elavro Mountains, you can find some white rabbits. That's where I, I, I see them the most. They're really very rare. And you need rabbit skin, and particularly white rabbit is beneficial, along with beaver skin, for low-level manufacturing. So before we could do manufacturing, you got to get some gold. That's why I recommend going to the Dwarven Valley, harvesting some lilies, and getting you know a ton of gold. Now, harvesting is a skill. The more you harvest, the more your skill goes up. But you have, I think, a 120-point limit per hour in the game. So, game hour, I think it is. So, Or is it dead? No, it's per game hour, hour. And what that means is you can harvest 120 items within an hour's period. And after that 120 items, you don't get any harvest experience until the next hour. So, it 
it's beneficial to you as you want to get your harvesting levels up to go harvest your high-level items to begin with. Because I think uh, lilies give you like ten har- eight or ten harvest points. But if you go and harvest something like uh, vegetables, they give you between 24 and 30 harvest points. And if you harvest crystals, they're like 27 uh, points and up. And, you know, again... As your harvest level increases, that also allows you to harvest uh, more difficult items. Um, like uh, tulips are pretty uh, high. You need like a harvest level of 25 to or 28 to harvest tulips. Um, you need to have certain harvest levels to harvest honeycomb out of a, a beehive and to harvest sulfur. So if something is too high of a level, you can sit there and harvest all day and you won't get it. But if it's something that's like three levels higher than you, it'll take you longer to harvest it. It'll require more time, but you'll get a higher harvest bonus at that point. Well, anyway, in the beginning, harvesting lilacs, you're going to get the biggest return on your money. What I recommend doing is once you get a couple hundred gold pieces run over to Graham's Village and buy one of the basic books on biology or something. Um, one of the things you probably want to keep doing through this game is buying books and researching them because that opens up other skills that you can do. Like before you can start mining um, crystals, you need, to, you need to do research on mining. And once you do get the research on mining done, you need to research on crystals and then crystal uh, mining, actually. Then you need to research... Uh, you could harvest quartz. You need to research quartz. You need to research the different types of quartz, rose, uh, blue quartz, and stuff. You read the books, and once once you've read those, you can then go harvest that stuff. And it takes a while to read the books. Like uh, it'll tell you, it'll take you 88 minutes to read this book. And that's 88 minutes of game time, not actual real time. So as you're going around doing other things, you're reading this book in the background. So you can be doing combat, harvesting, engineering and stuff while you're reading the book in the background. So that's why I recommend do that while you are uh, read the books, get them going while you're doing other things. Now here's another stipulation. In order to get experience points skill points, in order to read a book, in order to get harvesting points, you have to have a food level greater than zero. Alright, if your food drops to zero, that means you're hungry, you will not get any experience points or skill points. You will not be able to continue reading. So you need to actually keep up your food level. Here's a couple of recommendations for that. Uh, at the beginning, you're going to have to buy stuff like bread, and you can buy meat and everything. But I would just say stick with bread for a little while, get your harvesting up, get the book, uh, do some combat, get your fighting skills up get the rabbits once you've bought a couple of you know your books you're studying you have some uh, money behind you go to a general store buy a needle and a bunch of thread and eventually you're gonna need to buy a pickaxe too so you can do some mining but once you have uh, once you have that you're gonna have to start your manufacturing that's really important now to get a general idea of what you can make in some of these skills Go to the help section, the second tab is skills, and read through those fighting, harvesting, alchemy, magic, manufacturing, potioning, and summoning. Okay? Manufacturing in particular. It'll tell you what you need to manufacture different items. For instance, fur gloves. You're going to need 
three rabbit furs and two threads. Okay? And you start manufacturing those. Now, more than likely, the first couple of times you start to manufacture something, you're going to fail. Until you get your levels up to like two or three, you're going to fail a lot. And there's a likelihood that if you fail, you lose the, uh, the, uh, tool, the um, items that you use to manufacture, which sucks, but it's a challenge. Um, you get your manufacturing up, you get to build, you go on the other things like the, um, the cap which requires a white rabbit skin and two beaver skins, I think. And then you can build those. That's why I said get the white rabbit skins, too. Now, the fur gloves give you, like, fur four points. The white hat gives you more. There is a quest in there that you want to get that starts on the Isle Prima. It's in one of the houses. I'm not going to tell you where, but you actually get a fox scarf pattern in this quest. And that is great because you could... You just need one thread and one fox pelt, and you can build the fox scarves, which when you go to sell these at the general store, which you sell your manufactured goods at the general store, it's something like 7.5 gold pieces for a, a um, some gloves, and I believe the fox scarf is, is 10 gold pieces, which is great. So you can, by manufacturing, you can build up... Yeah, your skills in manufacturing, but you're also going to have to go out and build up your combat skills to get the furs and stuff, and you go over there, and you sell them so you get more gold. Uh, now, in the tutorials and in the skills sections and different stuff, they say you can go buy the stuff or trade with people, but I strongly recommend, instead of buying, like, the leather gloves, that you build up your manufacturing skill to be able to make them yourself. Uh, that way, it still provides a challenge to the game. You're going to have to get your manufacturing up anyhow, so... You might as well just hold off. And when it's what's really important about that is, what's cool is you got to get your your manufacturing up enough so you can build the leather gloves. Um, and once you're able to build the leather gloves, then you head to the mines on the uh, the mines in where is it? Uh, Desert Pines. If you look on the Desert Pines maps, by the mountains you see little black caves. You go over to the caves, there's a mine in the upper right-hand corner, upper left-hand corner, sorry, up there. You go in there, you mine some sulfur. Sulfur is the starting point for alchemy. Um, you need to get those. You get some sulfur, you mine as much as you can, you take it down to the, uh, you take it back to the Dwarven Valley, Valley of the Dwarves. You go down and you harvest some snapdragons and some red roses and you start building fire essences. And these are really important, okay, to build up your basic alchemy. Once you have a bunch of fire essences, what you can do with a fire essence is you go find a log pile, grab, you know, harvest some logs, take it over to a fire pit, put the logs on the fire pit, put a fire essence on the fire, on the logs, and you will start a campfire. Then you can take the meat that you have got, that you have, um, from the animals that you've killed and roast it, and then you can use roasted meat. And what's important about roasted meat is, one, you don't have to pay for it in the end. You can buy it, but if you make it yourself, you know, you got the combat skill going on there, you got the harvesting skill, and you have to build fire essences to light a fire. Once you start doing that, um, meat provides a lot of food points. And every time you use your engineering, if you're going to do some uh, manufacturing, um, it requires, you know, you, you manufacture something, it takes away a food point as you're manufacturing. So be aware of that. Uh, and everything has, like, stuff like healing potions and food and everything has a cooling off point. So if you click on a, a piece of meat and you eat it, you have, 
it gives you like 30 points or whatever food points, but then you have to wait like a minute or so before you can actually eat another thing. So if you're manufacturing a lot of stuff, you got to be careful that your food doesn't drop to zero because then you can't manufacture. And of course, if it drops to zero, you don't get any skill bonuses going on. So be aware of that because once you get fire essences, they're really easy to make. It's like one sulfur, one snapdragon, one red rose, and you can build a ton of these things. What they're also good for is now you can start increasing your engineering skill by getting twigs, harvesting some twigs. So you get uh, harvest three twigs and one fire essence, and you uh, click on your manufacturing window, and boom, you manufacture ashes. And that increases your engineering skill for later on down the line. So there's a whole lot of different things that you're going to be doing as you go along. Combat, uh, manufacturing, engineering, uh, potions. Potions is another one in this, in the, uh, if you click on the help, it talks about potioning. And essentially, in a nutshell, what you need to do to, to create potions is you have to get to the point of having the capability to harvest crystal quartz alright so because you're going to need to get vials potion vials so you're going to need what is it five quartz crystals and three gold pieces to give to the uh, where they tell you the guy down there in the pine the desert to give to him and he will give you a vial once you have a vial you can make a potion out of it so you need a vial a sunflower and wine to create a healing potion and that'll get your potioning up as you as you build those. Now, you can sell your potions. I think you'll get four gold pieces for them, or <coughs> I recommend you keep a hold of them. Because what's nice about the vials is once you drink a potion, you get the vial back. So you can heal yourself in combat <coughs> and then make potions right afterwards. It's It's beneficial. So you explore the island. Be aware that... <coughs> A lot of the places that you go to um, in the beginning are, are, are fairly easy maps. Uh, people aren't attacking each other. All the creatures on the screen are an mostly animals, and they don't attack you unless you attack them. So the bear walking across your path isn't going to attack you. Uh, <clears throat> but be aware, in Whitestone, at night, gargoyles lurk around that area. Uh, during the day, you can find them. They're stone statues, but when the night falls, they become they come to life, and they will attack and kill you. So be very careful of that. Be wary of that. Stay away from gargoyles at the low level. As you get into other areas on the map, like the uh, <coughs> more Craven Marsh, uh, I had mentioned the Grubani Peninsula, and those areas. The more difficult areas to get to, you will encounter skeletons and giants and other creatures that will come after and attack you. Um, other creatures to be wary of, spiders and snakes. They won't attack you uh, outright, but if you attack them, they can poison you, and if you don't have an antidote, you're pretty much dead meat. After a while, you got to find a way to, to heal yourself or to get rid of the poison. Other stuff to be aware of as you're walking through here, uh, you go into libraries and you can read some of the books in there. Uh, not all books can be read, but some of them can be. You click on it and it brings up a little book and you'll get some history of the land. Uh, as you read books, 
and you open up your st- stats under knowledge, you will see uh, the books that you have read and studied in white that are finished. And some of those, for instance, uh, <coughs> if you click on the top one is met- metallurgy. If you click on that, there's a little icon then that comes up. It says read the book. You read the book. And it brings up the book itself that you can read through. Not all of these have a book, like metallurgy does, but metal smelting doesn't. Metal mining doesn't. Um, advanced potions doesn't. Biology doesn't. But botanics does. So you can read the different uh, capabilities of flowers and stuff that you can harvest. So it's it's good to keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, also, remember the help text, the encyclopedia is your friend. <clears throat> what I generally do is I'm going out harvesting if I find something, a flower that I am not or a plant that I'm not familiar with, like say for instance uh, a, I find uh, cotton. I can click on cotton and it'll say what it's used for. Well you can use cotton for making thread, which is good. Instead of having to buy it now, you can make it when you find it. It tells you the recommended harvest level and some other requirements that you have. Um, <coughs> and what the experience is. Now, generally speaking, my harvesting level right now is twenty one. So I can harvest cotton not a, without a problem, but if I look at something like poppies, recommended harvest level of 28, I probably can't harvest that until I'm at least 26th level. But uh, wheat is harvest level 13. Let me see. Oh, here we go. Daffodils. Even though they're harvest level 21, I could probably still harvest those. And it might take me a little longer than it would if I was harvest level 22 or higher. So... When you harvest stuff at a lower level than you, you harvest it a little faster, you harvest more of it, but then again, you, you don't get as many points, you know, you, as, you, as you would want to. For instance, if I would, at level 21, if I'm harvesting tiger lilies, I get four points of harvesting experience for harvesting those. Well, it's going to take me a lot longer to go from level 21 to 22 in harvesting if I'm harvesting those all the time as compared to harvesting sunflowers, which give me 16 experience points or something closer to my level. So, use the uh, encyclopedia as a guide for everything that you want to do. Another good thing is the creatures, looking at the creatures. The way I, I gauge whether I can defeat a creature or not, because they don't tell you what level you should be, is uh, after a while, like if, if, I'm at, uh, if I've been fighting rabbits, I look down a list, it's like rabbit, rat, beaver, brownie, deer, wood sprite are just the first six. And they're pretty much in order of difficulty. So I look and I say, well, if I'm having no problems fighting beavers... And I could beat a beaver with my bare hands, without a weapon. I could probably take on a brownie with a weapon. Once I get, you know, good at beating brownies, I can then maybe think about taking on deer with a weapon. You know, you have to be careful because what is what is one of the most difficult things about this game that's not like any other uh, MMORPG that I've played is that if you die, you have a couple of possibilities of things happening. First, up to level... 15, I believe it is, when you die, you appear on the Isle Prima. After level 15, or is it level 10? So level 10 or 15, you you get sent to the uh, underworld. 
basically you're in hell. What it is, you're dead, the land of the dead. So you gotta you gotta go through the underworld and make it to the steps to get out of the underworld. You're not gonna fight anything in there. It's more of like a nuisance for dying. You gotta walk back to the exit of the underworld. Once you get there, you're back on the Isle Prima. But the most difficult, most problematic thing that happens is is one, when you die, you have a chance of losing some of your items. Like a, a, a 30% chance or something. So you die, you lose some of your items, and it drops in a drop bag. So it's called a death bag in the game, and that's a pain. Now, you can hope that nobody takes your death bag because people can come up where you died and find your death bag and take your stuff. So what you have to do is go from the Isle of Prima to where you were killed and hope that your death bag is still there and you can get all your stuff back. Or uh, I think there's even a possibility of losing something permanently. So you could lose something permanently, you could drop it in your death bag and somebody else can get it, um, or you manage to keep it. And that's a pain, man, because you could do a lot of crap in your fighting and stuff, and uh, you get killed and you drop your stuff and somebody takes it. That sucks. Now, keep that in mind. If you find somebody's death bag, you might want to just leave it there so that they can get it back. Because I know the first couple times I played it, I'm like, oh, well, look at this. Here's a bag with all this cool stuff in there. How lucky am I? But then, you know, or you could do other things, like you could bring up the council and the chat, and you can announce, hey, I found a death bag in wherever it was, is this anybody's, and wait a little bit for somebody to respond, or see if somebody comes to buy to pick it up, and uh, be generous to them, because this is not an easy game, and it takes a lot of time, especially when you're getting into it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, that is the death bag. Be aware of that. Uh, encyclopedia. Read the encyclopedia, because it's going to tell you uh, different things that you can manufacture, what are required to manufacture and, and all sorts of stuff. Read the books because they'll be able to open up different potions that you can manufacture. Uh, like for instance, a potion of physique. It'll tell you required materials to build this, but you need to read the book in order to build it. You know, So keep up on your book reading. Uh, and that that is Eternal Lands. It is very involved, very fun. Uh, it's a difficult game. Another suggestion with combat: if you're going out to do combat, don't take anything that you don't want to lose. Okay? You're probably gonna have to take a weapon and your armor, but just be aware that if you're gonna challenge something, dump all your stuff in the storage area and take only the bare necessities of what you think you need to challenge. Because if you die and you drop all your stuff, you're gonna be upset, especially your gold, because that's something hard to come by. I really like Eternal Lands. I think it is a fun game. It's had me hooked for a while. Uh, check it out. It doesn't cost you anything to play. It's a heck of a lot of uh, entertaining, and it will suck your life away if you let it. Uh, again, that's eternal-lands.com. There are the files are in there for the uh, an Ubuntu repository. You can pull it down, and I guarantee you, if you like fantasy role-playing games, you will enjoy this one. There's a lot of stuff to do in this game. A lot. Uh, I I kind of like it a little more than World of Warcraft because there's just so much. Uh, you, you're not limited in any way. There's so much you can do. It's not as expansive, but it's it's still. There's just a hell of a lot you got to do. There's going to be a lot of grinding in this. Be aware of that. You know you're going to spend a lot of time doing a bunch of different things, harvesting, manufacturing. But what I like about it is, uh, unlike World of Warcraft, where you can only have like a couple of skills, you could do a whole lot in this. You can you can have magic, you can um, 
manufacturer, you can build armor and all sorts of stuff. There's a lot to keep you occupied in this game on uh, different things. Uh, so check it out. I hope that you enjoyed this week in Lager. Uh, a couple other suggestions that I have for you. Uh, check out the Grammar Club. Uh, I played their song on Tilts this past week. One of their songs, GrammarClub.com, I believe it is. Let me double check that. Why didn't I have this up to begin with, right? Say, people, why? Why are you killing us? Grammar Club. It's actually Grammar Club. The Grammar Club. It actually is. T H E. Don't just type in Grammar Club, but The Grammar Club. Uh, it is nerdcore stuff. Uh, Shale Riley and. Ah, uh, oh, why am I. Why am I drawing a blank? Shale Riley and Beefy and a few other guys. Gr- I love it. It's a great album. You can download it. Uh, you get the whole album. You get the liner notes uh, and the lyrics and everything. It's really good. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great album. The Grammar Club. Check it out. Maybe I'll play an add a song on the end of this. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I don't know which one I'm going to play, though. Probably... Um, I will play or attach to the end of this this song because I really really like it. Alternate ending, uh, not mute, not uh, Linux related, but uh, recommended reading if you uh, like graphic novels or comic books and like zombies. The Walking Dead, fantastic, uh, fantastic graphic novel. Check it out. This was a fairly long episode, so I hope you stuck with it and enjoyed it, and I hope you try out uh, either one of these two games. I don't think you will be disappointed, and we'll catch you on the flip side, so have a good one and keep on uh, keep on playing those games.
into these comedies But I'm hoping that when I'm looking back It'll be your face on that silver screen But that isn't how we shifted out And that ending I could live without changing Make it conical, special edition just made available Cause if Dante's still alive then I could surely try to change the ending of this movie called my life And have you right there standing next to me Makes me glad to see fans all up in the balcony Cheering for our story, worshipping the glory Sadly it's a fantasy I distorted And if you feel that it wasn't real I'll just make some cuts and act like it's no deal But in interviews I'll tell them one against a billion I was sadly forced to play the role of villain Keeping it all small but damn it only Occasions, despite the occasional cost, with the frequency critics revere as amazing, we find the stargazing, remembering all that was lost on the cutting room floor, won't appear anymore, even on DVD. That wraps up another episode of Logger. Thank you very much for listening. Remember, Logger is released under Creative Commons for non-commercial use license. Feel free to copy, excerpt from, or distribute Logger for non-commercial purposes. The opening music of the show is provided by James Underberg called The Battle with sound effects from Blob Wars by Parallel Realities. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 